Today, we have a guest. All right, Yay! welcome Martina. Hi, I'm Martina. Yeah, I'm Korean. I was born here, but I uh, spent most of my childhood outside of Korea, and but most of my adult life, I've been here, and I'm on my 10th year here. And Martina's the same age as me, so you're either 29 or turning 29, right? I'm 29. Okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool. So we're the same age. I'm also 29. So hi, I'm the third baby. wheel here. <laughs> Fourth wheel. Fourth wheel. Fourth wheel, actually. Yeah, I'm 26. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna talk about sex today. Woo, finally. <laughs> also, Hyang and I just went to church today, and today the... <laughs> And now sex. sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sermon today was actually about sex. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, mm, actually, I really want to talk about this because there's a lot of different ways of approaching sex, right? So let's talk about sex. Mm. Everything that comes to our mind. But I just wanted to ask, is there anything that you got from the sermon that you would share with us now? Today's sermon was based on Proverbs chapter 5, verse 7 through 18. Uh -huh. Oh my god. <laughs> and basically, he was focusing on sexual sins. Ah. It kind of made me feel uncomfortable because I wasn't really sure if he was saying that having sex is a sin or like having adultery is a sin. I wasn't very sure what... Okay. What... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the church obviously... The general idea around sex is that you shouldn't have premarital sex, right? And as a person who had premarital sex mm. and going to church, it's kind of uncomfortable to hear that it's a sin. Mm. So it got me thinking, what are our views about sex? How Korea views sex mm. and how the church views sex, all that. I just kind of wanted to discuss where we stand. Yeah, but the preacher, he also said that like having sex is like in the Bible and it says literally enjoy your wife, enjoy her boobs. It's in the Bible verses like, ooh, it's very, you know. Okay, straight to the point. Cool, yeah. yeah. So I assume that it's more of like you have to commit to that relationship, something like that. We have like a lot of different opinions on this topic. So we just want to, you know, kind of explore your opinions about it. So, what's your take on not having premarital sex? Oh my gosh, I actually grew up in a very Catholic home and I used to go to church every single Sunday until I was 19 and then I moved out of my parents' home and I lost my virginity when I was 16 so it's like uh, early-ish, normal-ish, uh, doesn't really matter And but I think the priest was t that day talking about how the Virgin Mary like had Jesus at like 16 or something. I was in like almost like the front row because my parents sat me down there. I think he couldn't <laughs> fathom that I was not a virgin. And he was like, the Virgin Mary had Jesus at 16. And it's like Martina right here having a child. And I'm just like looking at him like, oh my God, oh my God. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there like, uh-huh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Imagine sex at 16, no way. <laughs> Who does that? What kind of animal? <laughs> Because for me personally, um, sex is a big part of a romantic relationship and to not have experienced that with the person that you're jumping into the relationship with, it's kind of a big step. It's like not getting to know their characteristics. It's part of 
getting to know each other. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like to say that, oh, you should only have sex when you get married. That's such a stupid idea, yeah. honestly. Yeah, you're like, missing that's such a huge part of a relationship. Yeah. Also, sex is just, to me, it's the most natural thing in the world. It's part of our DNA. If I was a religious person, I would say that this is the mission that God gave us, you know, to keep on reproducing ourselves. That's why I'm kind of like, it's weird, this whole, like, no sex before marriage, or sex is sin, or if you have some kinks, it is sinning as well. I think I know where, like, a Christian is coming from, because maybe I should, like, research more of the Bible verses, but it's also, like, a lot of STDs going on out there, so, like, this guy, like, wants to protect us. Like, he always opt for, like, having sex, but inside of the boundaries, I think. But I think it's, this is not even just about, like, Christianity, it's also yes. in, in multiple religions. Right. Even in other, mm -hmm. like, countries, if you take some countries in Africa where, you know, they cut the little girl's clitoris? Clitoris? Clitoris, yeah. clitoris. Really? Because they know it's uh, the part that gives a woman pleasure and it would be sinning to have pleasure while having sex. The reason why we have sex as women is to carry the baby of the male. So only the male should have the pleasure and not us. Also that way we're not tempted to go cheating somewhere else. Damn. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awful. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's super fucked up and it's still happening. Mm -hmm. I'm Christian, so like I kind of want to bring up like a religious in general, like a human added their values. It has to be like this way in as a like a human perspective. Because like I totally believe that God gave us like our clits and like our like penis and like everything. So we have to, you know, like enjoy it. God also said that yeah. like you yeah. have to enjoy it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. If you are religious and you were born a certain way, as Hyung just said, way God intended you to be created and now the humans are saying actually although god made you this way you need to cut the clit to make it less pleasurable that's just going against god's intention mm. i think yeah in this particular case i'm not sure they have they're catholics or whatever i don't know what gods they believe in i mean maybe it's more cultural is that what you're yeah, saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but even for religious reasons this happened as well in other places just condemning sex and perceiving it as which is actually quite interesting because by trying to condemn certain practices, sexual mm -hmm. practices, it's actually encouraging people to want to um, transgress the rules. Whereas there's a tribe in the Amazon, they openly have sex, which means that the places that they live in, they don't have doors or stuff like that. And so the children from a very young age, they're exposed to seeing people having sex. So to them, it's very natural and very normal. It's like, oh, I'm eating, oh, I'm shitting, oh, I'm having sex, you know? Um, but there's also zero, yeah. zero rape mm -hmm. in those specific <laughs> tribes. No one has told them it's bad, it's this, it's la la la. So they don't have like the weird taboo or... I mean, that's exactly the case in Korea because... Um, so Hyung, Martina and I, we all grew up in Korea until a certain age. But I don't know what your experience was. But my sexual education whilst I was living in Korea was very, very limited. And even with my parents, like within the family, the only talk I got was I think when I moved to Australia, my mom said, oh, these young girls are getting pregnant. Let's not become one of them. I think that was the only talk I ever got about sex. Mm. And it wasn't actually even about sex. Yeah. So I don't know what your experience was on sexual education here. Oh my God, I have 
have a lot to talk about this topic because <laughs> you know what? Like, just like people would think I'm like a fool, but I really didn't know why people like wear condom beside like um prevent women getting pregnant because I didn't know what STD was until like last year. Like to be really what? honest, I'm 26. Like yes, that was. <laughs> so what is STD? I've heard of like H. Um, what's the word? HIV. HIV. Yes, I know what that was. You will die when you get that disease. But I had no idea what is chlamydia or like like just STD in general. And then like I don't understand why they never talk about like those things in school because I think it's really 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 necessary. Mm-hmm. We have to like get educated, like either by teachers or like a school or anywhere. But even with my family, like uh, my parents, like never talked about it, and like mm. it's just kind of like a hide. Like if you have sex, your life will be ruined. I think my father, <laughs> my parents never got into the sex talk with me. I mean, the only sex talk that I got from my father was like, "Don't want to know what you're doing. I don't care about what you're doing. Only one thing: condom. Always wear a fucking condom. I will buy you condoms if you need it, but." Don't tell me about the rest. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's still better than nothing. So, True. Martina, you left Korea around when elementary I'm, school, right? Yeah, when I was like seven, eight. Okay, Never so. even had to go through sex, sex education in Korea, thank mm-hmm. God, because it's non-existent. <laughs> so, like, you know, I got like a really good sex ed regarding like STDs, condoms. We even had like a session where like the teacher gave all of us cucumbers and condoms and we would all sit there and like put the condoms on. I wish I would have learned and, that. And the social aspect, how to tell someone no. Yeah, mm. that's so important. Um, wow. So it's like a really good sex ed. Um, so I never had an issue with that until I came back to Korea and all the Korean guys that I encountered just had like such poor sex ed. My first boyfriend, um, the first time we had sex, we accidentally kind of just had sex without a condom. After that, one time we were just like talking and reflecting on our first time. I told him like, yeah, after like we had sex for the first time, like we didn't really know each other. And I was wondering, should I get tested? Cause mm. this is like, you know, someone that I don't really know all that well. And we just had sex without a condom. And he was like really offended that I thought of getting tested Yeah. because of him. He was yeah. like, you think I'm that kind of person? So basically the consensus in the Korean uh, public is if you, have STDs, you are that kind of person. And but even they have sex without condom all, all the, time. the time. I noticed like even like gynecologists, I went because um some guy was trying to make me afraid because I wasn't responding to his text. He got angry and was like, Well I have gonorrhea, so you should get tested. <gasps> he wanted to get like a reaction from me. He mm. wanted me to reply. So he did this fucked up thing and so I went and got tested and I told my gynecologist like I think I might have gonorrhea. I mean, I didn't. He was just bullshitting. And she was like, oh, how did a pretty girl like you end up with gonorrhea? And she was judgmental. I'm like, this is your Fuck job. You. What? It was awful. Okay, that is another thing that I have a huge problem with in Korea. It's so expensive to get STD tested here. Really? Everywhere, it has different prices. It depends on which gynecologist you go see and they have different packs because everything's designed to make them more money, right? Mm. So, for example, when I was in the UK, it was just as easy as getting into a clinic and then just 
them taking a swap. swap swap and taking my blood and then everything's tested i could even order kit online and just do a quick blood test if it was for hiv or anything serious and everything was free so the testing culture is so normalized mm. that everyone's willing to get tested and it's easy and accessible mm. so people are not scared or there is no stigma around it but here to ask them like martina just said should i get tested or should you get tested it's such a it's like offensive yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, actually i remember so uh, one of my friends i'm not gonna say her name she had sex with this korean rapper dude so he's kind of famous and la 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 and they did it without a condom because they were drunk and very horny and shit happens and after that she was super scared that she might be pregnant or have some std even without the pregnancy part um so well a few weeks later she got tested she had nothing and her periods were there so everything fine then she met this korean rapper dude again um and she told him i don't know if you got tested but i just wanted to tell you like we should be careful next time we have sex i do want to use condom because it's very important right and the guy just like lost it he was so mad he was like who the fuck are you to tell me this kind of bullshit? Like, I'm 28 years old and I've never, like, got a girl pregnant, la la la. I know how to handle myself. And she was like, wait, what? It definitely showed that he's almost never using a condom. Mm. And I was like, how can you be offended by this? And then he was, like, literally insulting her. This is all due to lack of sexual education. Yeah. If they were educated that it is normal, that they should be fine. But because they're not... They're acting up in a weird way as if we're attacking them. That I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you know the reason why Korean dudes believe that because they are Korean, they don't have STDs? It's like a Wegugin, a foreigner thing. I've heard that several times. Really? Like, oh, I'm not a foreigner. Like, I'm clean. Like, we don't have STD in Korea. But they're having the most sex without condoms. So I, don't, I want to know where that comes from. No clue. I mean, <laughs> I've never met a guy like that. So. I mean, there is like a similar um, idea towards being gay. Like being gay is a foreigner thing. I think it's just because there's a lack of awareness in the Korean community towards uh, being gay and also STDs. So it's like, because there's no awareness, it's like, oh, we don't have it. But over there, they talk about it a lot. So they must have it. Yeah. And we don't. Mm. And they're bringing it all in, all in here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's just not how this works. Just like when the corona outbreaks happened. So you had the one in the gay club in mm -hmm. Itaewon, which is the foreigner area right in seoul mm -hmm. so it was really funny that they were like see like corona is like gay foreigners uh -uh. yeah see that like that was the thing like the et1 outbreak wasn't even an outbreak it was just like we already hated gays and suddenly corona so obviously it's their fault exactly yeah. you know? it was more a blaming game uh, yeah, yeah scapegoating yeah in Korea, there is such big pedestal about being normal and mm. this definition of normal where you have to be heterosexual, where you have to be educated or have a certain job, all that. And if you deteriorate slightly from that norm that has been defined by this Korean society, they will then condemn you for it. Yeah. <laughs> On a bit of a lighter note, mm -hmm. like I was saying during our break mm -hmm. um, about the Korean rapper. Yes. <laughs> I also had a friend who hooked up with a Korean rapper. Because all guys are rappers in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> we like talk about it during break. Not the same rapper. But Thank anyway. God. <laughs> so my friend hooked up with this Korean rapper. Like they kept in touch while she was like back home in South Africa. And he sent her like a link to his new like music video. Hey, I gave you like a shout out in my new song. So she listens to the song. 
and the shout out the so-called shout out was yeah i got girls texting me from norway to south africa <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh. what and it was like for you girl for you <laughs> Yeah, sorry. What, we, what's, what's happening? Where are I they? Are they locked out? Oh, no, because you're just hearing these. What about your cats? We're like, where are the cats? Yeah, they're here. Oh, okay, so we're Okay. We didn't pose it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, short break to look for cats. <laughs> <laughs> to locate three cats. Um, Anyways, they're all safe and sound. Earlier, we were watching this drama. The doogie is at the girl's home and he just goes into the shower without saying anything. And actually, that reminded wait, me wait, of a story. Question, it, question. So, was the girl in the shower? No, no, no. They no, were no, just no. hanging out in her bedroom. And then he just stands up, goes to the bathroom and takes his shower. In her place? Yeah. yeah. What? Weird, right? Yeah. But weird. this happened to me in real life. What? That really? was so funny, actually. I completely forgot about that dude. I have no idea what his name is. I'm sorry. That was a year and a half ago. Shout out to you, my boy. <laughs> So we hooked up, obviously, and it's the morning, and he just gets out of my bedroom without saying anything. So I'm like, oh, probably he's gonna take a piss or something. 30 seconds later, I hear like he's blasting his music on his phone and he's taking a shower. So after 30 minutes of taking his shower, finally he comes out. He's like, oh, thank you, that feels better. La la la. Then we go smoke a cigarette, and while we're smoking, he's like, oof, I feel like the cigarette poop coming. I have to go back to your bathroom. So he went back to my bathroom oh, for another 20 minutes and I was in my room like, who's, who's that dude? I love it. He made her feel uncomfortable in her own yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. What the yeah. fuck? I was like, that's the first time someone is more comfortable than me in my own house. <laughs> About sex, there's another thing that I think is really interesting in Korea. Mm -hmm. There is still this very much widespread uh, uh, perception that you should not have sex if you're not in a relationship. Which for me is the reason why people get really quickly into relationships mm. that are not supposed to happen. I mean, this is why we need to normalize having sex before marriage or, you know, even living with people before marriage. Recently, I hooked up with a guy. So he slept here. And then in the morning, he was like, so how many people live here with you exactly? And all girls, right? And I was like, no, we also have a guy. And he was like... I don't like that you live with another dude. Like, first of all, who are you? Are you my father? But I was like, don't worry, like the guy who I'm living with is gay. So he was like, yeah, but still he's a man. And oh, 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 oh my God, get your head out of your ass. Even if he wasn't gay, like yeah. having a male roommate, like whatever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. none of his fucking business. And yeah. also, do you know why they think that way? It's because they are like that. They that's only exactly see who they are. Know. And that's and why I was projecting. like, gross. Yeah. Yeah, so I was actually recently thinking about like why do people judge people who live with their partners without getting married? Like in the Korean culture specifically, why people think it's like a trashy thing to do. I think it's more of like a socio-economic thing more than like a sexual thing because in Korea, most people live with their parents, right? Mm. And for you to like need to live with your partner kind of connotes that neither of you have that foundation of a family the fact that you guys need to live together in probably what is a dingy apartment is like what people kind of think about Tungo. Mm. It's like, oh, you guys are probably from poor socioeconomic backgrounds and now you're just living together because you have no choice. So there's that kind of looking down on them, mm. I think, even uh, apart from the sexual aspect of it. 
I mean, that is probably true to an extent, but I think it would be difficult to say that even majority of the people who are living together without getting married are doing it out of need. More people these days are living together because they want to. Mm, yeah. And the reason why people judge them and look down on people who live together without being married is probably more to do with the sexual mm. aspect of it more than, you know, because they could be living in a nice apartment somewhere and they'd still judge them, mm. knowing that they have the resources to whatever, make a life for them mm. themselves. And I remember back in the day, there would be like rappers, it's always rappers. <laughs> <laughs> there would be this the rapper. Okay, so I think it was um, Lee Hanel or Kang Hanel from uh -huh. DJ DOC. Uh -huh. He was talking about his past, how he was living with his girlfriend at the time. And everyone was just laughing that he admitted that because it's something that you shouldn't really talk about on TV yeah. or something. And that made an impression on me thinking, okay, living together before marriage is a bad thing. You know, there is such a social atmosphere around mm -hmm. it. But I do think, as a person who have lived with a boyfriend before, mm -hmm. I honestly think it's like a must-do thing before you decide to get married yeah, to someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when you live with someone, it's completely different from when you're just with someone and hanging out every now and then. You really get to know that person when they're down, when they're up. So I think it's really important that you really, really get to know someone before you... Because marriage is a big commitment. So here's the thing. I agree with you 100%, but then I think we all agree because we all share kind of the same views about it. But I was thinking, you can put your mind to do something or to be fine with something if you consider it normal. So some people, like even if they never lived together before, they're in love, they get married and they start living together and they discover the, like, the 24-7 face of their partner. But just because they're like, this is what marriage is like this is what moving in together with your boyfriend is like they're fine with it you know what i mean mm -mm. i think you can get yourself into the mindset into the mindset but i think for us it would not necessarily work i feel like there's a lot of pressure to just deal with it mm -hmm. yeah you're unhappy in your marriage but that doesn't mean you know you chose this guy to marry you don't ever get divorced you just deal with it you don't know this person very well, but you're a certain age, so you have to marry the guy that I set you up with, and you just fucking deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's so much pressure to just deal with it than actually finding your ultimate happiness. This is like exactly what I talked about at, like with my mom last night. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, like we literally talked about it, like because like since I'm like a long distance relationship, and she's like, hey, hi young, like I know that like you know he's like a good person, but at the same time, like you should be like really careful, because my grandma they were oh what's the word pen pal, and then they fell in love and then they got married. Like that was like back in like nineteen. Like a 40, 50. So your grandma and grandpa met, met through pen pal. Oh. And then like my grandma was like fell in love and like my grandpa looks like a really cool, like handsome, so to speak. And then, <laughs> like after, you know, like after getting married, like day one, boom. It's like, oh, I don't like this person, but my grandma was like so confucianism. So like, oh, I committed to this marriage, so like, we have to, you know, stay still. But I think cohabitations, for me, I don't want to like live with my boyfriend until like I get married. But I'm like totally off for like we travel together, go something difficult activity or something, so I can see his reactions or something like that. So I guess that you don't really want to live with someone until you're married because 
you kind of want to save the experience of cohabitation for the person that you're getting married to, right? But、mm-hmm. you're saying that you would either choose traveling or doing something to see other aspects of him that you might not necessarily know when you're just dating. Yeah. Also, because、uh, I have few friends who like live with his current、um, boyfriends, and one of them got married actually. But she said that it's totally different. He still could hide something from you, and then like after that, like he could totally change it. So. This、um, is actually what you hear quite a lot. There,、yeah. there is a lot of horror stories online about how、exactly. guys, the nicest guy you can ever ask for, the perfect boyfriend, whatnot. But as soon as they're married and it's official,、really? then he would completely kind of change his attitude towards the whole relationship and become this, you know, needy, selfish motherfucker. Is that what you were saying? I have the feeling that you were that she was saying. Yeah, that's what. Was, that was it. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, so okay, it's okay. like so. I mean, cohabitation is like a really good way to figure out like habit. who's yeah habits、mm-hmm. like everything. But then also, is it really like you never know like what. Yeah. The person. But I think that is、change. true for like any you know anyone and in any situation.、Mm-hmm. Maybe in Korea that's a cultural thing that I I have never heard of it before. So it's really interesting. Anyone can actually、mm-hmm. hide their true face. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. I actually know this couple. They're divorced now, but like they met, they dated, and then almost immediately they like started living together in this nice、uh, apartment. So they're living this like very independent life. Um, and then, as soon as they got married, he was like, "Oh, we have to move in with my parents." <gasps> What? Oh my god! And they're they're Korean. Yeah, Korean couple.、Mm. And then as soon as they got married, he's like, "Oh, let's move in with my parents." But why? I don't know. But it was like it was such a like huge like、Shock. slap in the face、yeah. because they had this like super independent relationship that was just the two of them, and then suddenly, <gasps> and they never even talked. Like he never even mentioned it before getting married. No. Never. That's when they started having problems, and then, you know, to try and save their marriage, I think they moved back out for、mm-hmm. her. But like, damage is already done.、Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things you don't recover from.、Mm. You can't just do something and think I'm going to make it up to them. Yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. So and then they got divorced. I think this is a very Korean problem because in Korea, marriage is not between two adults; it's between two families.、Mm. And actually, there is a term for those kind of guys. It's called K Hyoja. K Hyoja. So <laughs> I heard of it. Yeah, Hyoja. How would you? How would、like、you a good son? son. Yeah. yeah. So you know how we say K drama, K beauty. Now it's K good son. Okay, okay, okay. And the typical characteristics of these K hyojas are like they're trying to do good to their parents and repay all the love that. They receive from their parents, not with、mm. their efforts, but with their wife's efforts. So their wives will like cook for them. The、mm. wives will spend time with them, and this、yeah. is very embedded in this culture that has been passed down, passed down. And this is why a lot of the Korean parents want to have a son. Yeah, yeah and you don't want your daughter to be doing it for another family. Yeah, yeah. If you have a son. So like one thing that's like becoming with modern marriages nowadays, financially. You have to go fifty fifty wedding fifty fifty. So in the past, Korean marriages were like the guy brings in the、House. home,、Mm-mm. and then she brings in like the furniture and stuff inside it. So you know it's not equal because a home like would cost a lot. But then now it's like there everyone's going fifty fifty financially on everything. But then when it comes to like Chuseok, Seonal, 
we're doing things the patriarchal way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so who's losing here? Because mm. the woman went 50-50 financially, but then the, what is it? Like traditions are already skewed to benefit the guy and mm-hmm. his family. But the guy is thinking, oh, I'm so progressive. Yeah. I, I also think it's such a huge problem why everything has to be so mathematical and down to the T. You're getting married. You clearly love each other and you're trying to build a life together. Why do you have to calculate everything and say, okay, I'm doing this, you're doing that. I think once it becomes this, oh, who pays more, did I, you know, am I sacrificing more? It kind of ruins the whole thing. And yeah, it's just kind of takes the point away from what it actually is. Union of two people because they want to spend the rest of their lives together. Where it's like almost a competition. At least if they get divorced, everything is already calculated. So very easy to split up. I mean, but if you're already thinking about divorce when you're getting married, why why the fuck do you get married, you know? Well, I don't know why people get married in the first place, so... <laughs> I, think, I don't think splitting everything 50-50 is like thinking about the end of it. I yeah, think it's more like, unless you go 50-50, the woman always <coughs> always feels like she's at a disadvantage. They're trying to create like a power balance, I think. Yes, it's very true that that's mm-hmm. why they do it. And it's because there is this long history of imbalance in power. But I'm just thinking that there shouldn't be this yeah, this fight for power balance. Yeah. It just should be there already. I, um, I understand your point, but I think if, if people are scared that money could be an issue, a uh, sensitive topic for one or the other person, then maybe it's better to go through this whole like very annoying and down to the T, as you said, process. But if at least mentally, it's a burden that they take off mm, for the future, yeah. I would be uh, up for it. Mm-hmm. I would understand, at least. All right. There was a call, so we stopped. But yeah. we're back. <laughs> for the second time, I think. Or the third. <laughs> yeah, What's interesting is like we like sat down and we're like, we're going to talk about sex, but then it kind of like evolved past sex into mm-hmm. kind of like more like relationships and like relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. Especially so, in the context of being in Korea. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. So I'm guessing you all dated outside Korea as well as inside Korea. Yeah. Is there any like likes and dislikes of each context? Yeah, I've dated like a Korean, like a two Korean men, like a back in the college. But I don't want to count them as my boyfriend. I mean, even though they are. But okay, shout out to two boys. I say boys, not men. Ooh, so yeah. But anyways, they're like jerks. One of them was like a really, really, really what is jandori? Yeah, as stingy as hell. The other guy was like about to going to the military service, but then he really wanted to fuck a girl. Back then, I was like, no, like no sex before marriage. But he just like kept asking me. So I was like, okay, bye. Wow, look at you, hi Yeah, so um, ever since then, I've never like been in a relationship with Korean guys. What about you, Martin? During college, I dated a few Korean guys. But all my <laughs> Korean relationships just ended so, so badly. It was like extremely hurtful. No one has ever gone like out of their way to be so mean when they broke up. You know, like you try to end things on a good note. Mm-hmm. Even though it's hard, sometimes you try and then it just doesn't. But like they don't go out of their way to like hurt you when they break up. Mm-mm. But I feel like all my Korean boyfriends, when we were breaking up, it was like intent to hurt. Wow. You know? 
Oh, actually, I kind of want to add, a, like, I can't generalize them, but from my experience, I feel like they think that I'm one of their possessions. So you're mine, so you shouldn't behave like this or that. Like, I think it's very common. It's so funny because what you just said, I was going to say the same story, but about my French ex-boyfriend. And he was like, are you going to go to the club dressed like that? If I want to dress like a slut, I'm going to dress like a slut. That's my choice, yeah, right? Yeah, your body, your choice. Like, and even so, like, this is not a comment that you should make. Um, anyways, but when I came to Korea, for me, what was really refreshing was that they were like buying me flowers, inviting me to the restaurant and going on movie dates, which is like basic. It's like what everyone, you know, what you see in movies. But I had never experienced that. And I was just so, so, so happy that, oh, finally it's happening to me. I'm 20, like 7, 28 years old. <laughs> it was about time. And then I realized every time the beginning was just like, flowers and romance and blah 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 but then after a month and a half they were showing their true colors because they were like i love you i love you i love you in the beginning and i was like i need time before i say to someone i love you because if you say that kind of shit you have to act up to it yeah korean guys do say i love you like so quick just few dates in i mean obviously like, they jump into relationships really quick too mm-hmm. like two dates boyfriend and girlfriend and then like another date i love you you know it's like yeah, do they actually feel it? Exactly. But I, in my mind, always kind of translate it as they, by doing this, they know that it'll make you like them more. It's about what they get out of saying that yeah. mm. more than what Meaning. it means. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. I feel like it goes for other things other than dating too. But in Korea, it's almost like life is like a stage game. Mm-hmm. You enter level one, <laughs> you learn how to talk. You yeah. enter level two, you go to school. And there's always a mission that you need to complete in yeah. each stage. How Korean people perceive a successful life. It's going through all these stages mm-hmm. and then achieving those missions in the right time in their lives. And I feel like somehow that has translated into dating culture as well. Because I heard if you meet a girl that you're kind of romantically interested in and don't get her to commit to a relationship within two weeks that it's never gonna happen <gasps> like really? yeah that's the saying that i heard you need to or it's not even two weeks it's like a three dates yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. Three, yeah. Dates. yeah. three dates and i'm like okay so there's that so that's your first stage get her to become your girlfriend mm-hmm. and then i guess you need to hold hands by sometimes you need to kiss by sometimes you need to have sex by sometimes and step by step yeah like, exactly guidebook so, mm. <laughs> and because they have this grand scheme of things lined up in their head they're kind of in a hurry to get to the next stage mm. and i feel like rather than really feeling it and then expressing what they feel they just do what's expected of them to do because it's just a normal thing to do it's in like, their oh, mind oh la la time to say i love you <laughs> Even abroad, people do worry about, oh, he hasn't said I love you yet. Yeah. But that happens like six months in, not two weeks after. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. And even being official. Mm. Yeah. Like here, yeah. Sometimes being in a relationship means that you can, you know, hold their hands, mm-hmm. like kiss them, you know, like have sex or something. So I don't know. Maybe that's why they want to jump into a relationship like so quickly, like you all said. Mm-hmm. But it's not just guys. I have female friends who jump into relationships because they don't want to be that girl who has sex with guys who are yeah. not I mean, her boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm just like, girl, but... 
I don't understand the stigma around having sex. It's so funny because <laughs> everyone in Korea is pretending like they're not doing it, but everyone's fucking doing it. Exactly, <laughs> and they're cheating on each other. Exactly. So often. I think it's because they just burned through it like too fast. But what's interesting is like, I've been on a few Tinder dates with Korean guys. After like a few dates, I, you know, you know, do like some Instagram stalking and whatnot. <laughs> and every single one of them had girlfriends. <gasps> what? Oh I, mean, I never God. slept with them. And, and I didn't never, kiss them or anything. But they never told you. They never told me. I had to find out like on my own. And like this one guy kept on like texting me, like wanted to see me again, blah, blah. But I had already found out he had a girlfriend of like oh three years. <gasps> like let's say her, his girlfriend's name is like Sarah. I'm like, I texted him back. Hey, I know about Sarah. Please leave me alone. And then he was like, <gasps> he like read it immediately, but like he couldn't reply. Okay, question. If that's the case, would you let the girl know? I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so. Because I, I don't... Mean, well, I mean, I wanted to, but like I always hear all these stories about the girl getting mad at yeah. the shooting the messenger. I think it has to come from the dude. Obviously, most of them will never come mm-hmm. clean, but I want them to get busted where yeah, she catches him yeah, instead exactly. of like you like having to like go out of your yeah, way yeah, yeah, and making yeah, your yeah, own yeah. business. Yeah, like this one time in a club, like um, the club had just opened and for the first month they just had like tequila shots just lined up at the mm. bar and you just could take it. I saw a cute guy like at the bar about to grab a tequila shot. So like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to him. So I like, went up to the <laughs> bar, went up like straight up next to him. Just like we took like a tequila shot together. And then we're like just talking. And I was like, oh, you're really cute. So I'm like <laughs> just hitting on this guy like straight up. And then suddenly this girl jumps me. <laughs> just like just literally just like attacks me. Yeah, I'm just flirting with this guy and then suddenly, get off of my man! Whoa! <laughs> and like jumps on me. And then the bouncer like took her out and like kicked her out and was like, oh, she's not allowed back in. And not then so really. I was like, okay, I'm not talking to that guy again because mm. that was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like leaving them the fuck alone. I'm like just hanging out with my friends. And then like she like somehow made her way back in. And even Scary. though like I was like nowhere near her man, she jumped me again. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, that's so scary. So I'm just like with my guy friends and suddenly like <laughs> Oh my god. And then she had to get thrown out again. <laughs> and did the guy fucking stayed with the girlfriend being thrown then, out? That's so And funny. the thing is like and then like, he's like yeah, he's like kinda of, like, you know, trailing behind like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh my god. But like he was like reciprocating when I was flirting and that's why she like jumped me. Yeah. But it's like I mean, don't put your fucking man. I know, right? See, that's why I'm like scared to like tell the girlfriend yeah. if I'm like if I find them mm. cheating because it's like she should have jumped her dude, yeah. but instead she was jumping me, and now I'm like traumatized. <laughs> I mean, how would you fucking know that he was in a relationship? Right? You just saw him at a bar. Yeah. yeah, but he's the one who knows that. Oh, I'm in a relationship. I should probably not flirt with other people. If your guy was out there hitting on girls, would you like to know? Maybe if my friends saw it and tell me. I, honestly, I wouldn't like if the girl sent me a me- I don't know. I mean, I would want to know. Yeah, me too. Would. I would want to know, but not by th- through this girl he's cheating on me with. Well, how else are you going to find out? Well, listen, <laughs> I have, you know, a, a degree, a PhD in internet stalking. <laughs> so, public disclaimer from my future boyfriend out there. Be smart with your internet thingies, because I'm going to find you. And I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But hopefully no one on this table has to go through the same experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not yeah. fun to be cheated on. Mm-hmm. And let's not cheat on other people. We loved having you, Martina. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you you come back. Yeah. yeah. You bring in the, the love because we're too serious. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.